0: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge
1: savings? Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by... Our friends at Digitex. Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex. Oilers now needs a guy like Hugh Porter involved on the show. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. Now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plans, saving your company money all your devices managed at digitex.ca. This is a Tuesday. Tuesdays, we have Stoffer Inspector for 4 Horse Racing Alberta. Little Horses and Horse Racing Alberta watch for the opening of the new Century Mile Racetrack this spring. You can text us on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline 780 496 Lots of texts coming in. We'll get to Lowe's at 118 to 128. And our, uh, that's our Heartland Ford text line at uh, 630, 630 Not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. And, yes, indeed, our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline is seven eight zero We'll go there coming up at t- one thirty five today with Kurt Hill an update on the Edmonton Oil Kings, which technically under... Peter Chiarelli's former portfolio, Kurt reported, Kurt, Kurt was hired by Peter Chiarelli for that mm-hmm. position as well mm-hmm. on the recommendation of some individuals involved in the Western Hockey League. And uh, I would, uh, Kurt Hill would be the first to admit that a large portion of the team was already built in place by Randy Hanch mm-hmm. that they went through a couple tough years there. Uh, this is going to be an exciting three-year, four-year window here in Edmonton. They've got Matt Robertson, who's going to go in the top 25 of this year's draft. they got Jake Neighbors, who's out right now with injury. He's probably going in the top 20 of next year's draft. And then they have Dylan Gunther, who will be going in the top five of the NHL draft in 2021.
1: Wow, you know that already? Yes. Wow. He can shoot the puck. Top five in 2021. So we got 19, We got 19. We got That's three drafts down the road. Three first-rounders the next three years. Wow. That's pretty okay. good. You trust me on that? No. Am I ever
0: wrong on that stuff? Often. Yes. <laughs> All right. What do you think Bob Nicholson's going through right now internally in the organization? As much as the opportunities out there to talk to people around the league, do you think there's any sort of internal
1: evaluation being done here? Well, I think there has to be. Uh, I frankly, yeah. Uh, there's two sides to this. On one hand, you want to know who you have. You want to know, you know... Th- Pro, uh, particularly in the pro side a player evaluation has not been up to snuff and I want to know why if I'm Bob Nicholson I'm not just blaming Pete Chiarelli Pete Chiarelli paid guys and hired guys to go out and evaluate pro players those pro players often showed up in Edmonton they weren't what they were supposed to be so I want to know whose fault that is the other side of this is Bob you're going to hire a new GM and he's probably going to run some of those guys out anyhow because right. Not run them out, I shouldn't say that. He's going to bring in his own people because that's what GMs do. Pete Cirelli took over on
0: April 24th. Uh, much ballyhooed decision for the Oilers organization. People were 98% on board. They were only, yeah. I mean, I think we got... Everyone's happy to have someone coming from outside. I got sure. one call from Boston from somebody saying, just an FYI, Cap management, uh, you know, basically Shirelli lost a power struggle to Cam Neely and to Charlie Jacobs, the son of uh, Jeremy Jacobs, one of the most powerful men in the NHL, and there was, you know, cap management was a question, and also there was... Just in interpersonal relationships and those sort of things. Apparently, things have gotten a little tenuous in Boston. All right, so there's going to be... We'll get to sort of what sort of guy makes sense here in a second. We we talked a bit about short-term what you can do, and you can't do a lot. What could you do theoretically this summer? And what did you say to me about Spooner? You said he would be playing where next year? Well, uh, probably Bakersfield, unless you buy him out. Two options. You buy him out. Or you eat half and give them new starts somewhere else. Yeah, could do that, right? You could argue you could do that for Brandon Manning as well, right? Uh, some might say in Manning's case it's different. If you buy him out, he's a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar buyout times two years, right? Yeah. So why don't you just eat the two point two five in the final year of the deal and? That's your six, seven defenseman. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I don't. He's. Let's also see how he plays the rest of the way. Let's it's... see how he plays. You, you, know, defensemen are different than than forwards because you, you. Know, I think we saw this year the minute that um, Clefbaum and Russell got hurt, the defense defensive depth on the Oilers, it's just not there. They couldn't survive the Oscar Clefbaum injury. Uh, as as much as we like Oscar Clefbaum's game, he does get hurt. Yeah, a lot. So I need a deep defense here, and that means I need six Kay. and seven guys. So maybe I don't move Brandon what do you, Manning. What do you do with Secra? I don't know. I, I suspect that 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 I'd be surprised if he can play, frankly. I'll be surprised if he doesn't become a long-term IR, you're, you're IR guy. You're being pragmatic. We're talking
0: about a two-year, he's got two years after. Like, first of all, again, the Oilers have to move out a little bit of money even
1: to activate him to assign him to the farm. Right now. Because he's gonna need a condition. He's gotta pass his medical finally. I'm not I wouldn't sit here and guarantee you that he eventually completely passes the the needed medical to become an NHL player again. I'm not saying he won't, I don't know anything on the inside, but the guy's had two serious, serious injuries in a row. Yeah. So he needs to pass a medical. And now let's talk about what you do with him if he passes. I mean,
0: the Toronto Maple failed Joffrey Lupin back-to-back years after they passed him the year before, and he had the same yeah. challenge. But yeah, was... Robida as well. Right? Robida. right, and we ended up with what island? Yeah, Robada Island. So, What do you yeah. do with Lucic? Uh, Is that question. not the physical embodiment in turn, And he's and he's had an okay January. We should state that he's actually put the puck in the net and had some good moments in the month of January. I'm
1: not so crowded with talent in Edmonton that I need to move move on Milan Lucic. Okay, put it that way. I'm not. Uh, he's. I know he's taken up a lot of salary. He's taken up four million more salary than I like. I get it for his production. But I've got a place in my top 12 forwards for Milan Lucic because my team's not that good. Okay.
0: So I'm going to read you a tweet that has been sent to me by RCN. He's a very bright fellow. I don't agree with everything he sends our way, just like I rarely ever agree with anything Specs says. Bob, July 1st, after Edmonton pays Milan Lucic's $3 million bonus, remember, he's got a bonus-laden contract. Which makes, you know, people have discussed the buyout option, makes that almost impossible to do. Lucic with $2 million eaten and a 2022nd and 2021 third to Arizona for a contract like Connaughton, who's at like 1.375. Arizona then flips 2 million and flips, or eats 2 million and flips 2 million to Philly for 2022. Is. (laughs) And I, and I go, Arizona gets two seconds and a third to eat uh, two million at four years. Edmonton gets out of Lucic with just two million uh, in dead cap space for two years. And Philadelphia gets Lucic at uh, two years, two million left to be the new Broad Street bully. Well, th- <laughs> the issue for that is to me, that makes sense for Philly. It might make sense for Arizona.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Um, could Connaughton play as a six, seven in
1: Edmonton? Uh, who cares what you get back at this point? You just dump a salary, right? So that makes sense for the orders. But you give up a second and third to get rid of them? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Sure is.
0: But and sure for the record, I, I think RC, I'm almost certain RCN's right. Two teams can retain on the on, on the same player mm-hmm. that's in the CBA that you can retain. Two teams can retain on the same player. You make a valid point. As it stands right now in the order's current configuration. He could play on your team. He can play on your team. Right. Well for sure. The other option is to play him and sign a see what I what I think the order so they, they hit on Chase on. We agree on that?
1: Oh, of course. Right. He's got eighteen well, goals. What do you goals. what do you sign him to on an extension? Uh that's a good question. He'll be a UFA and and he'll be uh he'll have options now. Good for him. He comes here in a PTO, couldn't find a job anywhere in the league. After helping watch to win a cup, now this summer he's going to have some You options. think
0: you could get him at 1 million times 2 years on an extension? No chance.
1: He, he's going to score 20 goals this year.
0: Okay. He's a $2 million guy for you sure. You think a guy like that wouldn't want a little bit of uh, security? Yeah, but he'll get 2 years at 2 million. You think he'll get 2 years uh, at 2 million? I, think, I don't think he'll get 2 I years at 2 million. I think he'll
1: get 2 years, 3.5. What did Pitluck get out of, uh, he got 3
0: years at 1.1 1. 1 in Dallas? And I don't think many of us saw that coming. So, you know what, Mark? I'll, uh, we'll see. You
1: could be right. He could get two he's years. He's big, strong, experienced. When a cup just scored, you know, he'll probably get to 20 this year. You, you would think he'd get to 20 because so, he's going to play
0: in the Oilers' top nine the rest of the way. will take
1: a run at him.
0: Yeah. I, know, I, I like they, they, The Oilers I mean, have to have two. Him, but. Edmonton has to have, find two more forwards like Chase on. Because, I mean, if you find a fourth. See, what I think they need to do is they need to get a fourth-line center for 800 to a $1 Mm-hmm. Okay, a fourth line right wing for seven hundred, and then a number thirteen forward, which is your fifth center, for another seven hundred to eight hundred. Like a guy What do like, you
1: do with Cassian? He's your fourth line right winger, and he makes two million. Is so he your third line right winger? The way he's been deployed? No,
0: no, not in a good team. Valid point by you. He's still in the mix here. Does he have any cachet out in the marketplace?
1: Mm.
0: What about a team like Carolina that doesn't have a lot of guts? I mean, they've, they've had some of their guys get run here in the last few games pretty easily with very little response. Yeah. And they're trading Furland. What does Furland make? 1.75. Yeah. Right? Like well, Furland's I,
1: pretty hot out there in the market. Yeah, they're that's really a well guy that a him. lot,
0: well, because he can score and he can provide you a little bit of toughness. Yeah. It is 116 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Mark Specter, with you. So when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about the type of general manager Mark wants to see the orders hired and what's important for Mark. This is this is where I'm actually helping you prepare for the next segment. <laughs> this is Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you and some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table Japanese Village Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Sherwood Park. We'll be back with more Oilers Now after this. This is Oilers
1: Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: 119 in Edmonton. Another one bites the dust. That was the theme song for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We've discussed this before in 1981. And the Eskimos beat them in the Western Final. Remember that year, Speck? Or was it 82 that the Eskimos beat Winnipeg in the Western Final? What was the fifth out of five? 82, 82 right? Yeah, yeah. They beat Winnipeg. Sure. It, it was about as cold as today. in the Dieter Western. Brock? Yeah. Before Dieter Brock went. Was that before after Dieter went to the Rams? I don't think Dieter was playing in that game.
1: Wasn't yeah, his best receiver, James Murphy? There you go. There you
0: go back in the day. Sir. Text us if you want more useless and superfluous uh, thoughts on things. Can you name the entire defense for the Eskimos during their five straight breakups? Not on the
1: air, but yeah, i bet you I could. you have to buy me a beer, Bob, oh. for that happens. How many beers have I bought you over the years? Not nearly enough. Holloman and Haibaugh
0: on and in the corners. Uh, yeah. Not too tall Jones and Greg Butler at halfback. Uh, Lavarado and Frietta were the safeties, the two Canadian guys. Linebackers. Potter. Towns. Towns, Kemp Lee Towns. Towns. There you go. Okay, starting front four, they have the Swamp Dog, Ron Estee. De- Bo- uh, uh, Dave Boone. Dave Boone, uh, Dr. Death, Dave yeah. Fennell, and York Henschel. There York you go. Henschel. Ralph, don't call me Dieter Brock. Uh, again, you can text us. Uh, you guys sure like the past in Edmonton, A, eh, Bobby. That comes to us from Topher. Oh, there, I read one of Topher's 8,000 texts He's a day. He's right. Yeah. Too much time talking about the past. Chase on is a good third line player, proven third line, good pinch hitter for top 6 when injury happens. He's slow and he can't handle McDavid's minutes long term though. He should be signed but for 2 million dollars max, he should be a decent player for 3 more years. Bob, what do you inspect uh, what do you guys think of a tandem similar to what the Leafs had something like McCrimmon as the president of hockey ops and Hunter as a GM? I can't see those two working in that role. So, they're, the same, they're, they're a lot to they're, me they're kind of the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you, now what do you think of Brian Burke's it, the orders need a. If they have a rookie GM, they've got to have a a veteran present a president above them. What do you think of that? A veteran
1: presence above him. A president above him. Yeah, I'm not loving those situations. I mean, uh, Burke, has been in the business and done the job, so he knows yeah. more than me. But I'm not loving saying, I'm going to hire you as my new GM, but I'm also hiring a guy to watch over you like a hawk to make sure you don't do it the way you want to do it. You know, I don't, I don't love that. Yeah, Find a guy you like, give him the keys. Yeah. Right. So what do make you want? Make the right hire. What do you want as a GM? Well, that's a good question, right? I want, first and foremost, I want a guy who is a rink rat. I want a guy that's, I want the scout side of the GM. I want the Craig Heisinger type of guy out of Winnipeg. I want the Kelly McCrimmon kind of guy. I want the, you know, I want a guy that sees 200 hockey games a year. That's who I want. Like, I want more Jim Benning than I want Pete Chiarelli, right? The guy that's a, knows how to spot talent and I also want a guy who knows what he doesn't know I want a guy who says I don't know anything about analytics so I'm going to put together an analytics department that can help me right I don't want a guy that says ah Analytics are for idiots. I'm an eyeball guy. That guy's a dinosaur. You're that guy. I'm, you're, not, that guy. Uh, I'm you're, not that guy. You're not that guy. Okay, now you're saying you definitely need analytics. I'm not saying I never said you don't. I said they're not the entire pie. I they're a piece agree. of the pie. I know. And you if said. you're if you're a smart GM, you realize that. And, you and go, if you're I'm a smart analytics gonna, and if you're a smart analytics guy, you'll realize oh, you're not always right. You're not always right. I, listen, I, if I'm a GM, I want my analytics guy to come to my office and tell me what I you know what I want him to tell me. I'm not always going to listen to him. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm not always listening to him. He's not running the show. I'm running the show, but I want that intelligence. So that needs to happen. Do
0: you happen. care if at times the individuals below you are confrontational with you and not afraid to challenge you? No, of course. You?
1: I'm not. I would never. Do you have to be the smartest guy in the room yeah, all the right, time? Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, that's never healthy. Uh, yeah. And, you know, what about, uh, like, we talk about those guys. There's also, you know, there's a lot of teams who have an assistant GM, like, uh, what's the fella's name in Toronto? Brandon Pridham. Yeah. Right, who is who is really a sort of Kyle Dubis protege? Yes, yeah. Which you know, maybe if if you go to the side of a let's say Kelly McCrimmon, I think he's the favorite, don't you? Yes, at this point, and he's a he's the guy I just described. Man, he's in rinks. He's run Brandon forever. He's put together that Vegas roster. He knows talent. Uh, I'd like to see him hire a smart, young analytics guy as a right-hand man.
0: Uh, Tell me this, Mr. Spector. Does it matter if the said individual uh, has a feel for Western Canada and also
1: accommodates the media? Is that relevant for this position? Well, for his own, like, it doesn't make him a better GM because he talks to the media, but it, it certainly makes uh, an easier place for him to work. You know, let's let's put it on the table, Bob. Peter Shirelli had a bunker mentality. You know, I, I knew Peter in Boston, and then he came here, and we had a decent relationship, but the longer he worked the job, uh, the less... You just never saw him. You know, I, I suppose he was polite enough when we crossed paths, but... Peter Shirelli is a guy who sat on the other side of the rink in a different press box. So you wouldn't ever see him on a game day. He did not come down to a morning skate and be anywhere near where the media was. So I'm not saying a GM needs to phone Mark Spector and tell him what the next movie is every day. I'm just saying it helps the GM if he's got a cordial relationship with the media. And if I can phone him and say, I'm hearing this stuff, why am I, what's wrong with this theory? Or, You know, I heard you're trading for this guy. Is that true? Help me not, I don't need it on the record, but help me not to look like a fool in the paper. We're all going to work together that way, and Pete wasn't that guy. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that guy.
0: What about having a feel for the fan base and for the West? And and I guess, is that an indirect consequence of, you know, you you hire, like you mentioned Kelly McCrimmon. So he was in the WHL forever. He knows Western Canada. And uh, does that, he might... Like I I have a theory we've joked about this before. You never go wrong hiring somebody from Saskatchewan as a rule of thumb. Right? Okay. So, which uh which man I don't
1: I don't care about. No. I think we're I think it's it's an antiquated you know, it's antiquated to say our teams are Western Canada, so you need to hire, you draft Western Canadian and be Western Canadian, and it's a global game, man. Yep. Okay. You know, I want a guy that can find Pavel Datsuk in the sixth round. That's who I want. Another. T- I don't <laughs> care where he's. Another. Born. Another tweeter. Well, <laughs>
0: or a guy who pushes to draft Brett Leeson. Whatever. In the sixth or seventh round sure. last year. Sure.
1: Exactly. I yeah, want a yeah. guy that finds <laughs> players. I don't care where <laughs> they're from.
0: All right. <laughs> uh Coach, uh, uh, president of hockey operations, and a GM from two different organizations with lots of experience. That's why it makes sense that uh, text comes in right now. Mm-hmm. What do? You, how would you respond to that? Uh, do you think it just makes it more confusing? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You go first. What do you think? I think. Okay. Here's the thing. Do you? Do you? You know? There's this narrative that has resurfaced in the last week, and I don't really want to discuss it much because I think it's complete and total BS. I think Shirelli had a, an incredible amount of autonomy. And I don't think the... Like, I actually had a Eastern race writer, we talked about him off the air in the last segment, suggest to me that Shirelli was undermined by the Oilers' old boys, and I don't buy that for a second. No. you Do you? No, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that either? No. And you would be the first to say, these guys are in there and... So I mean, I work for them, and people are like, well, we can't trust you, Stauffer. You work for them, but spec, you don't work for them." Yeah, I
1: I just feel like, first of all, Peter Shirelli would have enough integrity to say, "Look, this is my shop. If the yeah. unnamed ex-owner is telling him how to do his job, he'd have walked out of here." Yeah, frankly. Yeah. So strong personality,
0: as we know, and a guy that didn't always like hearing what certain people had to say. I I, I can mm, tell you that, fair. like we we. We both had a similar uh, relationship in terms of uh, on how now, things worked out in the end with the
1: guy, right? Like, sure. he, and you know what, the team is going sideways. So, so he distanced himself from the media and and you know uh, I don't no traction and I don't really get how that how that's cause and effect. You know the team goes sideways, so you hide in a hole, I guess, a little bit, and you, you don't want to show your face. I, I get that, I suppose, but it's not helpful for, for anybody. See, this town's different, Bob. This town's different. I think this I know it, You I know the town. We, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows our town. It's, it's. We don't have the... If you're Boston, you got, you know, you think there's a lot of heat in the Bruins right now, right? The Patriots are in the Super Bowl. That's yeah. all anyone's talking about there. The right. Celtics, I don't even know how the Celtics are doing, but they're playing. Boston College has got hockey. They got football. They got basketball. There's six universities there. Yeah. The Bruins get their windows. But when things go bad, I know Boston's a pretty good hockey town, and the fans do pay attention. Don't get me wrong. But when things go bad, it ain't Edmonton. there's other places to, to take my eye as a fan. In Edmonton, there's nowhere. Right. Right. It's Oilers twenty four seven. As much Oilers. as
0: I wanted to do twenty minutes a day on the Alberta Golden Bears hockey you program do on
1: our Total right. Sports right. days, people didn't want it. Or to the detriment of the Golden Bears, like the Golden Bears should get more attention in this town. They don't. Right, right. I think that's wrong. This year's team, team on paper is. is
0: probably the best team they've ever had. Yeah, and, and, and once fancy. they've got healthy, they're sixteen zero and one in their last seventeen games, fancy. and nobody really cares. And that's quite unfortunate. So let's ask you this, Bob. We got ten seconds. Okay, well maybe we'll take in the next segment. You know what? We'll push Kurt back to 145. Uh, we'll continue going down this path. Uh, Specter's going to stay an extra couple minutes. Off to a global news weather traffic update.
1: Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.